Welcome to another episode of the Chalk Dinosaur Podcast. This is episode 22, and I'm going to be talking about an album called With You. This was the 22nd Chalk Dinosaur release, and it was released on April 8th, 2020. And the premise of this album was that it was a fundraiser. Uh, because at this time, COVID had really taken hold of the country, and we were in full, you know, panic mode. Um, businesses were shutting down, bands were ta- canceling their tours, professional sports were canceling their seasons, and um, I saw that there was a a fundraiser uh, that Ben Pentagar had started to help pay his staff, um, the Rex Theater Staff COVID Relief Fund. So I wanted to contribute to that, and this seemed like a good way to, you know, raise some money. Um, so that was the premise. Uh, just wanted to make a short album to sell and then give that money to the Rex Theater because the Rex Theater and Gray Area Productions, um, they've been such a big supporter for for so many years, and they've given me and my bandmates uh, so many good opportunities, and they've shared my music with so many, you know, influential people, and they've just done so much to to help kind of push us along, and um. This was a small way to try to kind of give back. So having that goal in mind, um, we set out to create just a small album and do it as fast as we could in order to start raising money as soon as we could. And this ended up being the fastest by far album cycle, you could call it. Uh, ever uh, from start to finish it was it was about two weeks maybe three weeks two to three weeks it was really fast uh, and that was a very enlightening experience in itself uh, just to see how fast you could really do that I mean it's a it's a short album but still five songs you know I've spent a lot longer on five songs and um and the interesting thing was these five songs, it's not like they turned out, you know, lesser than other songs that I've spent a lot more time on. You know, I really like uh, these five songs and they ended up very different than um, a lot of the other music that I've released. So we started this with that goal in mind. It was a very succinct goal and the time was a part of the goal, you know, do it as fast as we could. Uh, So it felt really nice to have a clear goal and a clear mission and a a clear purpose that made, that made everything a lot easier and faster, especially with making decisions that I might normally deliberate over for too long, you know, tweaking things that aren't really going to 
make an impact uh, for the listener. And as a result, you know, I kind of was a lot more decisive and made decisions quicker and everything came together very, very fast. And I ended up liking it, you know, a whole lot. It's, I don't feel like I compromised the quality by moving quickly. But, you know, when you have unlimited time, it it's very easy to spend way more time than I need to uh, working on something. So the album artwork is a painting that my brother Mike did. And that was something that uh, he got into more when, uh, when the whole lockdown thing happened. Uh, he's a, he's a very good visual artist and he, you know, he started doing a lot more painting, um, whenever the quarantine period started. So I'll go through these songs and, um, tell you what I remember about, about making each of them. We'll start with the first one here. It's called Guiro Hero. So this song... We did this up in my bedroom studio uh, when I lived in Southside with my brother Nick and our friend Andrew who played bass in the band. So we kind of just set up some microphones. We had a little mini drum set upstairs and we had a little bass amp and um, I had a, I think I had my guitar plugged in and we just started playing and eventually we came to a cool uh cool groove like a cool beat um it's how the song starts out uh that was just andrew and nick just locked in on that on that groove and as soon as we identify or like as soon as they started playing that you know we were like okay that's cool let's go with that so we recorded that and then from there, we just uh, kind of kept building um, building on that. Like, well, what should come next? What should come next? We kind of um, built a, a structure, kind of just sketched out the arc of the song. And um, so it was really cool because we we just made decisions really quickly. Like, that's cool. Let's get it what's next okay that I, we like that and then we just we just move through the song without spending too much time um thinking about it which is different because it's very common for me and for probably anybody else who writes music or composes to uh overthink things and to consider every option and well, sometimes that produces, you know, a better result if you keep digging. You know, sometimes you find something really amazing that you wouldn't have found if you had taken the first idea that popped into your head. But I'd say most of the time, the first idea or the second idea, like one of the first initial ideas usually ends up being my favorite. And, you know, that... That seems to be the, the case with melodies as well. So we kind of just mapped out the song like that and then started just filling it in. 
and we left spaces for John and we kind of made sections for John, our other guitar player, made sections for him to have and we we sent the song over to him and told him which sections were left out for him to create his guitar part for like a guitar solo and you know he recorded at home and just layered on it and um added a solo and uh that's how we did that one because at that time you know nobody was really feeling comfortable getting together um so that's what we did it's uh, not quite the same as when we write a song and we're all in the room together. So, I don't know, we had to work with what we had. So, me, Nick, and Andrew kind of created the foundation. And then we sent it to John and he added his his parts. So, let's move on to the second song, On My Mind. So, this one... We made it in a very similar way to the first one. In fact, it was, I think it was the same exact process. Um, we just jammed a bit, me, Nick, and Andrew, upstairs in my bedroom. And when we came upon something that we liked, we, we recorded it. And then we uh, moved through the song like that. And this one, this one's much different than any, any of the other songs we had. Um, but we kind of just got the simple groove down this the the basic instruments down until we had an outline you know of the song and then from there um I started kind of decorating it you could say adding like the um that vocoder and just like I came up with a vocal idea for it and, um, yeah, then we, we did the same thing. We left spaces for John and we sent that to him and he recorded, a, recorded something to it and sent it back. And then I mixed it in. And, uh, this is, this is one of two songs on the album that has words. It doesn't have very many words and they just kind of repeat and, my thinking for this one was kind of like, you know, I I have this idea for a vocal part um, and it doesn't need to be like an elaborate story. I just want to make these vocals sound nice and, and they just uh, repeat. Um, the lyrics are thinking about something, talking about something that's on my mind all the time, thinking about what's on my mind. So it's very short, and it just, you know, it's almost like there's just a chorus and there's no verses, and that, that part kind of uh, happens multiple times throughout the song. So what do they mean? I don't know, you know? Well, no, I do know, but I don't know how I feel about um, saying the specifics of what they mean to me. Because, you know, I, they're very general, so people can have uh, their own, you know, it might mean something to somebody based on their situation. 
and um, knowing what it actually, what I was actually thinking about might might deprive them of their own meaning, uh, you know, deriving their own meaning. But anyway, I don't think that many people are listening to this, so I'll just go ahead and tell you. Um, at this time, there was something that was on my mind all the time, and it was, you know, the question of, uh, what am I going to do with my life? More specifically, what am I going to do with my career, uh, my music career? Like, where is this, where is this path headed? Um... I think I, I talked about this in the last uh, episode um, when I was talking about the word of the soul. It was kind of along the same lines, uh, just kind of a little bit of dissonance uh, in my own mind and in my life about, you know, what what should I be what should I be pursuing here? Um, you know, we're making progress as a band. Um, but it seemed like being a successful quote band, like required certain things like door, like touring and, um, you know, playing a lot more than we were at least like, um, a considerable about amount more, but at the same time, knowing that, you know, we couldn't do that much of that and not only that but I don't know if we wanted to do that so it was kind of um, always on my mind like should I be hitting the live stuff harder should I be working on producing more and um, really just kind of torn about what to do uh, with the skills and, you know, interests that I have. And, um, you know, a little torn just uh, by the complications uh, and complex dynamics of, you know, being in a creative project with with uh, three other people and everybody has, you know, their own lives. And um, just uh, trying to coordinate everything and and you know trying to decide and trying to know and understand you know where where do we take this because you know I feel like we we have the potential and we have the creativity uh we get the we get the brains like, I feel like we got everything, but then it just comes down to a question of, you know, what do we want? And that's a very, that's a very difficult question for me to answer. And so I think that is the, uh, the basis of the kind of dissonance that, um, was just swirling around my head. And so that's what I was thinking about, man. That's what was on my mind all the time. Just what do I do with my career? Where do I go? What do I focus on? So, you know, same old story. 
but um you know overall i just i just wanted to to make a nice sounding vocal and i was okay with it being pretty short no no real story arc or anything just just some nice sounding words that could mean many different things to many different people i'm sure everybody's got something on their mind and it seems like um you know anybody could connect with that in their own way so the third song with you this might be i think this one's my favorite it's um it's a song this one was the idea was sparked by john henderson he he sent a voice memo i think i was looking for it i can't find it I was going to plug it in here so so you all could hear how, where this idea started, which John was playing. He had a melody that... That melody. And he had the... He, had, he was playing that melody over two chords. And... Um, can't remember i think the voice memo might have been just guitar and i really liked the melody and the the chords thought it had a lot of emotion to it and um i was excited to kind of take that one and run with it so i kind of really tried to just go over the top epic with this sound uh with that song and so interesting the drums for this are actually from a guy named Corey Muro. He is a drummer for a couple different bands, most notably Punchline, which is a a pop punk band from Pittsburgh. He was also the drummer in a band called Bad Boxes, which I played in for a couple years. And he's also the drummer in a band called The Composure, which is another pop punk, like rock band in Pittsburgh. He's a he's like a really strong rock drummer. And um I have some of his drums recorded on my hard drive from a long time ago, probably yeah, back in 2012, 2013, no, 2012, back in the summer of 2012, um, I was in a band called Bad Boxes with two other guys, Corey Muro and Harrison Wargo. And uh, in the summer, we went to a cabin. My girlfriend at the time um, let us, uh, you know, take our instruments to her family's river house um, out in Rockland Township. Um, so she let us take our music stuff there, and we just we went there and recorded and played music for a week, or maybe, yeah, maybe a little less than a week. Um, it was kind of like a writing, recording retreat, and... So we did that. We recorded a bunch of jam sessions. We kind of just like sketched out a bunch of ideas. And uh, 
none of them ended up coming to fruition. Um, but I had the drums still from that session. They sounded good. Um, and I used those drums in this song uh, because Corey has like a very powerful style. And, um, you know, actually, now that I think about it, you know, I take back everything because I think I just remembered that those drums are from a different recording session. I'm pretty sure those drums were from my parents' house because Corey Miro and one of his bands were over at my parents' house recording a Christmas song, like a rock Christmas song. Uh, the song was called Our Favorite Time of the Year, and I'm pretty sure those drums are from that session. Um, just those really powerful rockin' drums. Because I think all the drums we recorded at the River House were much slower, and these ones, the ones in that song, are a lot more loud and fast. So, yeah. Anyway, in either case, it's a drum, it's a drum recording from many, many years ago. If it's that Christmas song, if it's the drums from that Christmas song, that's, that's even longer ago. Um, so I, I love being able to recycle old recordings. Um, but anyway, they fit perfectly in that. That, that was like exactly the kind of drums that that song needed. And yeah, I kind of had a real kind of like, I was thinking Rocky four soundtrack kind of vibe to it just like real epic and triumphant. I think it might be the most triumphant piece of music that I've ever worked on. And um, I knew from, you know, whenever John sent the voice memo, like that it had that quality to it, just the chords that he chose and the, uh, and the melody. And then, um, Yeah, I I added a couple other sections to the song, some different chord changes, uh, like where the guitar solos come in, and then at the end where it builds up to the end. And I used the original chords and melody that John had sent as kind of like the chorus, I guess you would say. Although this song isn't really a traditional chorus-verse kind of thing. But, you know, as the recurring theme, that's the idea that John sent, and then I kind of made some auxiliary sections in between and around those recurring themes. But anyway, that's pretty much it with that one. One of the most epic songs, Chalk Dinosaur songs ever made. So I was happy about that. Then we got a song number four here, Papa doo this one was just just like a fun um, idea. This one I made, this one was all me. 
uh, I think it was like an idea I kind of had, I think it was just like an idea I had started and kind of liked, but never really did anything with. So I, I just, uh, wrapped that one up and, um, I don't know. There's not much else to say about that. For that one, the drums, they are not real drums. Those are, that's like computer drums, which I was listening to it and you you can kind of tell, but I still like listening to it. Bop doo up, bop doo up, bop doo up, bop doo up. But anyway, just simple and simple and happy. Oh, you know, that one I really like. The thing I really like about that one is there's this ascending synthesizer melody that happens a couple times in the song. Something like that. Really like that. It would be... I could see that being something that would be fun to incorporate into. Something we play live. Maybe someday. And then the last song here. This one's different. Uh, It's called Peace of Mind. And this one is a song from Nick. This was one of his ideas that he had been, you know, it had been pretty much, he'd had um, a portion of it written, I think uh, a couple verses. He had a couple verses written, and he had been wanting to record it. So we recorded it, and I, so he wrote the verses, and he sang the verses, and I wrote the chorus, and I sang the chorus. Well, my throat just made a weird noise. I don't know if that came through the microphone. Anyway, yeah. So, yeah, Nick wrote, like, the guitar. It was, like, an acoustic guitar song, and he, he had the uh, the guitar part and the verse written. We put it in the computer recorded it and then um then I came up with the chorus part and I added some slide guitar you know some of that trying to get that kind of country pedal steel sound which pedal steel is is different than a uh, lap steel but you, you know you can get a similar sound and that was really it was fun it was kind of like um, a country song. Like an old country song. And um, they came up with that melody that comes in every once in a while that's like... And I really like that one. We were We were concerned that that was an exact melody from a Pokemon from a Pokemon game, but we tried to find it and we couldn't find it. So we just, uh, 
we just concluded that it was not a ripoff of a Pokemon um, song. Anyway, yeah, that one, that's the only song with uh, Nick's vocals on it that's uh, ever been officially released. He's he's released a bunch of, like, posted a bunch of his music on his SoundCloud, which is, I think it's soundcloud.com backslash mean... Mean Green Beanin' Machine, I think. Mean Green Beanin' Machine? Hmm. Is that it? Anyway, he's he's written a lot of music, but um, a lot of it hasn't been taken to completion in, uh, in a way that can be released I guess although I think you should just release what he has but yeah some of his other songs include a song called Beeler which is on Sprout that was one of his ideas Groovy Jam which is on Flow State Um, me and him made that and one of the parts in that song was you know, apart from one of his other songs, like another part that he had written. Yeah, but yeah, he's got a he's got a lot of tunes. Hopefully, uh, some of them will be, some of them will get finished over time. Anyway, that's it for with you. Five songs, album cover by Mike O'Halloran. It was like a a full band album, and I'm doing air quotes because you know it features all of us playing on it but it was written in a very kind of piece by piece a little bit disjointed way because we were I was living with Nick and Andrew and we were you know separated from John but he he still uh, put his touch on um, three of the songs and it was it was a collective effort and I definitely couldn't have done it without those guys and Because a lot of these ideas, you know, one of them was an idea that I had that just, like, I made by myself. But the other four were sparked by by the other members of the band. And they were ideas that that I wouldn't have come up with by myself. You know, never. It was... And that's, uh, you know, that's uh, the joy and the kind of magic of making music with other people is when you get something that nobody would have come up with on their own and it's a uh, it's alchemy, alchemy. It's chemistry. chemistry combining elements to make compounds like steel i don't know that you know i'm not a scientist i don't think that's uh, i don't think that's accurate nick nick would know he's a scientist it it's 4 45 in the morning i am staying up late 
because my girlfriend, Alyssa, who I live with, uh, she's been working nights recently. So, you know, I like to work when she's at work. Uh, you know, so we have time to do stuff together when we're both awake. And also, you know, it's nice working at night and nobody else is awake. I'm not getting any emails or texts or anything. It's just very quiet. And and I, I, I do like that. Just to have a large uh, chunk of time to work with. What else? You know, I've been trying to do these... Uh, videos every day if I can short one minute videos for my Instagram just a video of me making up a little idea playing a little idea and uh, posting a video of it and uh, I'm gonna try to do that for you know a month or two and kind of see what that does for the channel See if I increase my audience at all. Because I've seen, you know, I, I keep, uh, not I keep seeing, I, I see uh, there's a couple, you know, YouTube creators, I mean, Instagram creators. One in particular, this drummer from Erie. His Instagram name is Ian Hits Drums. Ian Hits Drums. You know, every day, every other day. You know, multiple times a week he posts videos of him playing drums and he's got a very unique like drumming style and the way he makes his drum sound is is unique. And I've watched his Instagram profile, his his listeners or you know, viewers, followers, I've watched it grow from like probably around five thousand to now he's at fifty thousand. This is probably I don't know two years in the making but I, it, it ex I watched it like explode but it didn't just happen you know for no reason he was very consistently just posting videos uh, multiple times a week for two years and now he's got 50,000 followers and I think he's got like a, a microphone endorsement deal or some I, I don't know I think he's he's getting like Loughton mics or uh and he's got like a drum deal like people people are like sending him stuff to use in his videos um and that's that's awesome but that kind of got me thinking and and he's not the only one I, I was looking at another guy who just does a similar thing makes these little short videos of him making beats and you know he's got even more followers. So that kind of made me curious about what what could happen if I did that. Could I grow my audience to that scale just through Instagram? That would be that would be amazing. I just want to try that. Because once you have, you know, once you have 50,000 followers, if you come out with some kind of new music product, merch like some anything um you know that's just a lot of eyeballs and a lot of people listening to your music and if i just you know if i got the listeners or if i got the followers on instagram you know there's a huge catalog of music for them to for them to dig into because i think with the other people that 
that I'm thinking of who have had a lot of Instagram success in terms of their audience growth, um, they don't have a lot of music released. So um, I think it would be worth a try. And I don't know if I'm going to get around to making one of those tonight, but it's been a really fun process because I'm coming up with a lot of ideas that I really end up liking and I could see turning into album songs. You know, if I just made them three or four times as long and do, do some different things, um, you know, they could be turned into a full length album song and, uh, the rate of ideas is really fast and it's great. There's something about the one minute video. It just seems so approachable and low pressure. Like I am not, I'm not trying to make a really, you know, advanced crazy piece of music. I'm just trying to make something captivating for a minute. So yeah, and as a result, like the creativity flows a lot easier. So that's been a really interesting experience. I'm getting all of these ideas and um, you know, at a certain point, I'm going to have to go back and pick the ones that I want to pursue. But you know, out of 8 videos so far, you know, probably seven of them are ones that I feel like would be worth pursuing and releasing. So that's been, that's been really cool. And then when I was at, when I was at farm jam this weekend, I had like two or three people come up to me and to comment on the videos that I was doing. And I only started doing it like a week or two before farm jam, but they, a couple people came up and you know, commented that they watched them and that they enjoyed them and that I should keep doing them. So that was some nice kind of instant feedback. It was, it was actually very interesting to kind of, because the, the videos, they do take effort and time. It takes a couple hours to do one. And sometimes it feels like, you know, is this worth it? Like, is anybody, is anybody even paying attention I mean, you get like you get likes and you get some comments and stuff, but it's a lot different when somebody comes up to you in real life and brings it up and says that you know they they get enjoyment out of it and and that that they think I should keep going. So that was really nice, just kind of a really direct result of uh, you know really direct feedback. It was it was nice. And Farm Jam, by the way, was incredible as always um there was less people there which was nice in some ways um it didn't feel like there were less people there whenever there were shows going on in the barn like it it felt pretty normal but um the camping was a little more you know we had a little more space uh which was which was nice but um yeah it was just so nice to get to to be around all those people again. Um, we missed last year. I, I missed being at festivals and concerts last year uh, more than I more than I thought because I think I, I've probably said this before, but 
being at concerts and special events like that and witnessing, you know, special moments, being in the crowd, watching a band, like put on like a really great performance and being present during, you know, special moments during the performance and being with a bunch of other people who are experiencing the same thing. Uh, that's just so nice and inspirational and it makes, it really makes, uh, a lot of, makes a lot of energy for me. It, I get a lot of inspiration and motivation from, from just witnessing, you know, great performances and special moments with the crowd and stuff. And that kind of fueled my fire and kind of lit my fire uh, years ago whenever me, Nick, and Andrew and some of my other friends, when we would go to these music festivals and, you know, be in a crowd and watch a great performance. And it was in those kinds of moments where I... I really felt like excited and like performing is like something I really want to do and I want to be I want to be able to play music on a stage like that and play to a crowd like this. So, I was really lacking all of that input uh during COVID, all of that kind of motivation and just inspirational experiences. But even before COVID, you know, we were playing a lot in 2019, or at least what felt like a lot to me. And so we weren't really going to as many shows as a result. We weren't going to that many shows just as audience members, just there to have a good time. I feel like most of the music we saw was at shows we were playing. So it wasn't, you know, we were or I was uh, focused on playing the show. Um, I wasn't just there to have a good time. And and uh, so, you know, as a result, I could never fully relax in those situations unless I had already played. But in any case, like the amount, I, I didn't really go to any festivals or events and where I, I wasn't playing and just uh there to have a good time and i think that's that's important in order to you know that's just like important input for me to to be able to have those experiences so i'm happy that that i'm going to be able to do that we uh booked our first pittsburgh show in about a year and a half it's on August 6th at the, at the Thunderbird. It's with a band from Altoona or Harrisburg. I can't remember. But they're called Yam Yam. Um, I have never seen them before, but I heard they're good, and I heard they're, they're very nice people. And that should be a fun show. I'm excited to, to play in, in Pittsburgh. We're only going to have time for one or two practices before that. But I think we'll be in, in good shape after Farm Jam. Um, and our set is only going to be 45 minutes. So that'll be, I think it'll be real easy to get 45 minutes just locked up, all buttoned up, ironed out, smooth. 
So I'm looking forward to that. Then after that, the next show is a small festival in West Virginia called Hoot Nanny in the Hills. I have no idea what to expect of this one. I've never been there. Um, they usually do, from what I understand, uh, more of like an uh, EDM music festival. And this is the first year that they're having like a band stage where they have some bands. This is the first year that they're having live live bands. Um, and there's going to be two Chalk Dinosaur sets. One of them, the one on Friday, is going to be with the full band. That's going to be our full band set. And then the set on Saturday is going to be uh, me doing a solo set. So that's going to be electronic. So it'll be great. We'll get to hit both of the uh, both of the sides of music there, the rock band and the electronic stuff. So yeah, hopefully that goes well. And um, then it's on to summer dance. We're not playing this year because they're doing uh, all Lotus and Lotus side projects for the bands. Summer Dance is a festival at a place called Nelson Ledges Quarry. It's a really great venue. It's in Ohio. It's only about an hour and a half away. It's in a it's a state park campground. And there's a big body of water, a big lake. And uh, there's like a sandy beach. And then the stage is, you know, right next to that. And um, it's a festival that's curated and... I think it was started by Lotus, which is uh, one of our, you know, favorite live bands and, you know, one of our big influences. We've played the last two years and um, we won't be playing this year, but they did ask if I wanted to do a DJ set in between bands. So I'm going to be doing a what's called a tweener set. I'm going to be playing, it's going to be DJing music for 60 minutes in between while the bands are changing over. So I'll, I have not thought about that yet, like what I'm going to play, but it's definitely going to be Chalk Dinosaur. And, you know, I'm looking forward to getting to play my music out of those big speakers and just, you know, force everybody to listen to Chalk Dinosaur. <laughs> No, it's going to be good. I'm going to set a good vibe. I'm going to make everybody everybody feel good, hopefully. Um, then there's, of course, the late night jams at Summer Dance, which are awesome. Uh, some of my musical associates um, in Shaq Nicholson and uh, probably some other ones, they usually convene in the woods after the main stage shuts down they last year they well last two years they had a generator and they had like a drum set and you know guitars and ba they had like a band set up and we just jammed in the woods and it was awesome and i'm looking forward to doing that let's see then we're then we're in, uh let's see okay that's all i'm gonna say for now but um yeah, the uh, performances, they've uh, really 
they've really multiplied pretty quickly and um feels good to have farm jam under my belt because oh how could i forget in two weeks we're playing at the workout it's going to be a, a duo set just me and nick it was a kind of a it was a very last minute ad um last minute invitation and um michael and john aren't available but um nick was so me and nick are gonna do our our duo set uh late night at the workout and the workout is a very special festival for us because well we went to our first workout in 2014 and that festival really like lit our fire to perform and to like make music and we dream we have like dreamed of doing a set at legend valley which is the concert venue ever since then like we wanted to play there so bad and finally we get to do it late night and we're really excited and i I was looking at the lineup and it's very small this year it's very makes it feel very um exclusive like uh i am very honored to be a part of this and um hopefully i'll get to meet some of the members of the bands i haven't met yet like um papadozio and dopapod and the works like the people the three bands that are always there that really are like the heart and soul of that festival um that you know really touched our lives hopefully i'll get to meet them and and maybe hang out with them a little bit and not not you know freak them out with my fanboy stuff but anyway we're very excited about that we just had a practice today for our duo set which our duo set is completely different it's a completely different repertoire from the full band set and uh, I was I thought it was going to be real rusty but me and Nick went through the set and it was it was like riding a bike like these songs I guess we've played them enough like this set is I feel very good about where the set's going to be by the time the workout comes like I feel like it's going to be just very tight and uh, I already feel really confident about it and I I'm just happy about that because that means I'm going to be able to have a really good time playing it because, you know, whenever I'm not completely confident, like in my, either my parts or like the songs, like how well I know the songs, um, if I have to like really focus and concentrate on that, then you know, I'm not able to really take in the experience as a whole quite as much. And judging on how comfortable I felt today playing the songs, I'm just really excited that I'm going to be able to kind of look outward more instead of just focused really uh, inwardly on like trying not to make a mistake or like remembering what I, what I need to play. So yeah, after the practice day, I'm, I'm very excited. I was a little nervous because we weren't going to have that much time to prepare because I'm going to be gone for a few days next week. And so 
And luckily, you know, Nick is, he's down to practice any, as much as a, you know, any time pretty much. So it's never hard to schedule practice with Nick. And uh, I think we, we, we prepare very well together. And um, yeah, we're gonna be able to, we're gonna get another one in this week, maybe two more this week. And then one or two next week. So we're gonna be, hopefully we'll be able to play this set with our eyes closed by the time it, it rolls around. Anyway, I think that's that's it for this. I, I'm going to sign off here. And uh, yeah, until next time, have yourself a wonderful summer, wonderful week, wonderful life. Don't eat too much McDonald's. Every once in a while is okay. I uh, have to admit, I was uh, out on the road today. Had to go to the bank and uh, on my way home I happened to pass a Sonic and I stopped there and I got a double bacon cheeseburger and fries every once in a while okay it's okay every once in a while but don't eat too much am I eating too much I don't know I think uh, the frequency is increasing because I live amidst a million fast food restaurants so um gonna have to keep an eye on that don't want to get diabetes don't want to get the uh, heart disease but um but yeah that's about it i'll see you later, see you later.